Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. So before I dig into my first point, we talked about the Magi and, and, the, and the, the wealthy. I would argue that everybody sitting in this room would fall into that category somehow. That doesn't mean we are millionaires and, and rich, but where we come from, being in the United States, um, we would fall into this category of we're pretty well off. We're pretty material, materialistically wealthy. And so when we talk about these things about how Jesus fulfills the rich, we're talking about us, you and me, and how he can fulfill us. And so one way that, that the wise men were fulfilled, and this is your first point, it says, when the wise men found Jesus, it answered their question. It answered their question. And in verses 1 and 2, it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east and west came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So they don't know this Jesus from a literal perspective. They've read the old scriptures, the old prophetic scriptures from the prophets, and, they, and they're saying, there's going to be somebody born. Like they have a question. They, can't, they haven't seen him, but it's a question that they, that they have. And so when they found him, it says they were overjoyed and they saw the, right, the, the description of the, the, the picture I get of little Jesus running around the, the yard. They were overjoyed and they gave him gifts. They gave him gifts. In verse 11 it says, they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so I've heard this story many times, but I'm like, what, what, are, what is the significance of these. Gold is gold. Frankincense, if you think of incense, that's where we get the word incense from. And myrrh is, is an oil. I don't know about you. I wouldn't necessarily want perfume for Christ, as a Christmas gift, right? Some of you might, but I went, so this is my wife's room. Like, don't get me perfume or cologne for Christmas because like that. But, but that's what they gave Jesus. And so I, I looked into the significance, why these gifts so gold is, first of all, all these gifts, I mean, it's different in 2019, but these gifts are expensive. They're worth uh, a significant amount of money. Um, gold, gold is still worth money, but gold represented uh, being a king. They would give, if you think of, of the old times with kings, they, had, they were um, decorated in gold, their palaces were gold, so gold represented a king. They're representing, here, we're giving you gold, Jesus, because you were the, it says in the scripture, king of the Jews or king of kings. You are a king. And then the frankincense, frankincense is a perfume. Um, sometimes it was used in aromatherapy. Even back then, I thought of frankincense, if you think of it as um, a Jesus time um, essential oil, I guess, is what you would think of it as. Um, but, but the frankincense was a priestly gift. So they would give it to priests. If you read some of the old 
uh, Testament scriptures, they would burn incense at the altar as an honor, a way to honor Jesus. So it's a priestly gift. So when they give him the frankincense, they're, they're honoring Jesus as you're a king, but you're also a priest. You're our priest. And then the myrrh, which is um, in an, on anointing oil, sometimes used in medicines. Um, so again, it's very valuable. But they also used myrrh uh, as an embalming oil. The way I take it, in you know, 2,000 years ago, right now they embalm, they remove the blood, and they, like, it's, embalming is internal. But back then it was more of, like, put this perfume over the body. So... Essentially, as it's decomposing, it doesn't smell as bad. So there's, there, there's that. Um, but, but what it represented was Jesus' mortality. So we're giving you gold to honor you as a king. We're giving you incense, frankincense, to honor you as a priest. But we're also giving you this myrrh to understand that you came down to this earth and are going to die. You're going to die for our, for our sins. So that's the significance of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because it, it answered that question that this wasn't just some random baby that they stumbled upon and want to give them gifts to. Right? They didn't come and say, we didn't come just to honor and worship this random person, but we came to honor the Messiah. It answered their question. That's a long journey. Two years to come and to to worship. I got in my car this morning and drove 10 minutes. I didn't walk for two years to worship Jesus. That is is significant to, to honor who Jesus was. He's not just some random person being born. He is the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world. And that's what they've come to honor that. And so it answered this spiritual question for them. Travel two years. They basically said, it is who we thought it was. It is who we thought it was. And to that, they were overjoyed. And that is point number two. It says, when the wise men found Jesus, they found joy. They found joy. In our scripture in verses 10 and 11, it says, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And again, on coming on the house, they saw a child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down to worship him. They found him. They were overjoyed. And so I was thinking about this, right? Here are these, these if we're looking at the, the scripture, here are these rich men that have Essentially, everything they need materially, materialistically, they have everything. But they came because they were missing something spiritually. When they found what they were missing spiritually, it brought them joy. Because rich people, you and I, we need joy in our lives. We need joy outside of money and TV and phone and computers. I say toys, 
And I think of toys as me as an adult, like adult toys. Materialistic things could be events that we enjoy. Next week, for those of you that have heard me be up on stage before, I love Purdue University. Next week, I get the opportunity to go watch Purdue play basketball. Like, that will bring me joy, but, but I need more than that. I need spiritual joy as well. And spiritual joy cannot come from materialistic things. It cannot come from, from those things. It has to come from, from deeper. And so I started thinking about this. I'm going to sit on this point and kind of just touch base with my life on, on things that give me joy or things where I've seen joy. And I started thinking about my time in Costa Rica. I've taken uh, four missions trips down to Costa Rica. And Costa Rica is described as a second world country, not necessarily a third world country, but they're significantly less wealthy than the United States. So we go down there, and, and one of the things every year that I've been there, um, they give the message and they, when we, the, the introduction, and Lin, um, not Lyndon, Lyndon's here, Delin talks about how Costa Rica every year rates really high on like happiest countries in the world. And so it hit me, it was significant that, that here it is a country that has significantly less than what I have or we have here in the United States, yet they are significantly happier than what we are. And so it really hit me the first year that I was down there that joy comes way deeper than the surface. Joy comes way deeper than just materialistic things. So what brings joy? I would argue this, from my life, simply being in the presence of Jesus will bring you joy. So again, going back to our, our, our scripture for today, when the wise men came and they said when they saw him, they were overjoyed and they bowed down and they worshiped him. This is a two-year-old that they're bow, bowing down to worship. Just simply, it brings them joy just simply by being in the presence of baby Jesus. Does, it's not in the scriptures. And so if I look at what two-year-olds do, two-year-olds today don't have words. They're just learning to speak. So if this is a two-year-old Jesus who is fully human, he, it's not like he sat them down and gave them a message and they were overjoyed by the words that came out of his mouth. They are just in the presence of Jesus. And it brings them joy. Another example of this is, is prior to this, so there's John the Baptist. John the Baptist, if you're familiar, John the Baptist and Jesus are cousins. So there's Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Elizabeth. I think that's her name. I'm right, yeah. Elizabeth are sisters. Well, they are pregnant at the same time. So at one point when they're both pregnant, they come. In the scripture, it's in um, Luke 141, basically said, so John the Baptist, I can do a pretty good demonstration of this. So Mary's pregnant, right? But, but just joking aside, Mary, they're, they're close together. And John the Baptist in the womb, it said, I think it used the word leapt. He leapt 
just being close to Jesus in the other womb. Jesus isn't even born yet, but, but just the being in the presence of Jesus brings joy. In my life, it looks several ways. Um, this Tuesday, I had a bad day. Um, I teach sixth grade, and the students weren't really listening to me. That might surprise you that sixth graders don't listen. Um, but uh, they were getting on my nerves. And um, to start off Tuesday, I had a couple of parents that were upset with me. And I know what you're thinking. I'm like, how could you be, how could you be upset with this, right? Like, no. <laughs> no, but I had a couple of parents that were upset with me. And the kids just, and see, so get home. And I, it just was not a good day. Well, when I got home, I went down into our basement and I was going to work some more on, on this message. And when I got down there, when I work on it, I turned on worship music. And there's a song, I think it's called I Need You by 10th Avenue North. That was the first song that came on. And I just sat there and I, did, I wasn't I was just kind of getting my mind right. And I found immediately when that song came on, I found joy. My bad day was over because I put myself in the presence of Jesus. Another thing that brings me joy is coming to church. I don't typically like to use generalizations. Generalizations is like saying, I always feel this or I never feel this because I don't feel like that always happens. But I was thinking back to October of 2012, that's when I first started coming back to church after like my high school days. I first started coming back to church. I can't think of a day when I went to church from that point that I didn't come to church and find joy. I can't think of one. And so I would argue that I always find joy when I come to church. Now, that doesn't mean that there's, there's times where I struggle to get out of bed in the morning or like, oh, I could just sleep in and, or I could find other things to do. Like it, there are days where it's a struggle to get here. But once I'm here in the presence of Jesus, I find joy every single time. And I can confidently say that. There hasn't been a time where I'm like, oh, I'm just putting time in. Are we is Clint done yet? Like, I find joy every single time. And I really tried hard to find a time where it wasn't that. And I cannot think of one in the last seven years. Why? Because you're in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus brings joy. It was the same thing for the class that I taught Oh, it's been a few weeks ago now. Anybody in here? Woo! Can I get a woo woo from taking the class? Yeah, woo woo! I saw somebody come in. There were some time <laughs> one person. Woo woo! <laughs> but I found joy taking that class and teaching that class. We taught it here, and it was we were talking about the Word of God. It was a, it was a class on um, reading the Bible, so we're talking about Jesus and just talking about Him brought joy. Again, that doesn't mean that. Oh, I got home after school one day, and I just like, oh. there were a couple times where it was like, I have to go into the church. But I'm telling you, once I got here and we started talking about Jesus, we found joy in that class. It was joyful for me. 
And again, it could be here at church. Okay? But it doesn't have to be. There's scripture, Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Getting in the presence of Jesus is what's important. So there are several things, several ways that I thought about doing this. Obviously, coming to church, home group is a way to get in the presence of Jesus. Reading your Bible is a way to get in the presence of Jesus. Just like I did on Tuesday, listening to worship music. Rose shared adopting a family. That'll bring you joy. When you're doing that in the name of Jesus, when you're buying presents for for somebody that's less well off in the name of Jesus, that will bring you joy. There's some things that will bring you joy, some spiritual disciplines that will may not bring you joy in the in the here and now, but they will bring you joy in the future. I thought about this as fasting, and I know um, the first part of the year, Pastor Clint will talk about um, kind of a fasting challenge for the church, but um, that is setting yourself up to be in the presence of Jesus, and it will bring you ultimate joy. Because here's the thing, and you can write this down, this is the last fill-in. It's not possessions that make us joyful. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Getting in the presence of Jesus will make us joyful. And it will fulfill us. If we go back to to the word wealth, it meant abundance in materials and materialistic things, but also abundance spiritually. And so if we want to be wealthy people, we need to get in the presence of Jesus. We need to honor Jesus for who he is, and he will bring us joy. And I'm just going to close with uh, last week at the beginning of worship, uh, Krista um, read from her um, life application Bible or devotion. Um, And it said this, it says, Wise men brought gifts and worshipped Jesus for who he was. This is the essence of true worship. This is the part that really hit me. Honoring Christ for who he is and being willing to give him what is valuable to you. Worship God because he is worthy of the best you have to give. When we worship God for who he is, when we worship Jesus for who he is, he will bring us joy. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.